everybody this is pd from the spinner rack and we also have calvin ellis ready to rock today we are going back to masters of the universe revelation kevin smith we watched him before we listened to him talk about his love of he-man and who didn't love he-man i want to tell you who didn't love it kevin smith I assume that since Kevin Smith is in the range of liking stuff by Alan Moore, Vertigo stuff, he's not really that keen on, say, the, the X-Men, the mutant stuff, even though he knows it. You know, he's more in the realm of the, the British invasion. So when he said in this video that he was a hardcore fan of He-Man, he was 10 and he liked He-Man and this, that, and the other, I was like, wow, that's a side of Kevin Smith that I didn't know. Uh, I'm surprised. Oh, maybe Kevin Smith a little bit younger than me. So, you know, maybe he did come up in there where I was at a stage where I wasn't buying action figures anymore. I did like them. A friend of mine had them. I did, you know, play with him with the action figures. But at that time, I was either in junior high, going to high school, and I couldn't really buy action figures anymore. I did buy action figures again when the Batman movie came out and bought some Turtles things, and my brother ranked on me because he said... Oh, you just trying to be try to have a collectible. You're not like you just try to keep them in the box and all that stuff. Like basically saying how I didn't really care. I was doing it for you know the Hell wrong yeah. reason, <laughs> you know. But um, and ultimately somehow those things. I had the turtle ones, the original turtle action figures in the box for who knows how long. But I think in my basement, some some of the, my um, sister's friends or someone kind of siphoned them out of the basement. So they're gone for now. And the, and the Batman too, the Batman action figures too. I had those, I still had those too. But anyway, let's get back. Let's hand over the con to our friend Calvin Ellis. Maybe he wants to say some things about this. I think he kind of boned up on his He-Man, his He-Man knowledge and I'll try to chime in when I can. So Cal, the floor. Let me go a little wider. Well, let's let's keep Kevin Smith up here, and then I'll go wide in a second. Go yeah, for it. Kevin, yeah, let's keep Kevin Smith right where he is. Let's keep him right where he is. We'll get to him in a second. My history with He Man actually goes back before the cartoon. A lot of guys are introduced to He Man with the cartoon, with the filmation cartoon. And I'm pretty certain you watched a whole bunch of the filmation stuff growing up. Uh, you know, there was like. Uh, they had a Tarzan series, a Batman series, Zorro, the Lone Ranger. There was Batman and the Super 7. DC Comics actually sued Filmation at one point uh, for two comic strips. They uh, For two uh, cartoons, they had out Manta and Moray and Super Stretch and Micro Woman saying, oh, you're trying to rip off Plastic Man and you're trying to rip off Aquaman. So, you know, that a little bit off the beaten trail, but I'm certain most guys around the same age, or if you just like cartoons, you probably stumbled onto those at one point. Let but, me chime, let me chime in. I will say I was a big fan of their first Batman with the music, the killer mm -hmm. music. Yeah. I would say that the true fourth season of Star Trek is the is the animated Star Trek. Yes, it gives <laughs> us the Captain Kirk that's agreeable and working with his crew more than just sort of telling them what to do. Cause he even, you know, he really utilizes the crew a lot more and some of the bits we've seen in some of the later movies. And I did watch some He-Man and only maybe the first thing of She-Ra, the first episode of She-Ra. So I'll just say, that's my chime in. So just a little bit of background on the filmation thing. One, I will diverge just a little bit to say that those closing credits for the Batman cartoon, those were ace. That part where he's running to the Batmobile, just leaps in and just drives away. If you've never seen it, we got to put someone up one of these days. Anyway, uh, but 
the He-Man started well before that because there were these mini comics that came with the toys. And you didn't have to buy one of the toys to necessarily read one of the comics. Sometimes I would just stumble onto one and, you know, you might've went to the store and the guy was like, hey, if you buy some candy, get a free comic. And so you, you've got to see them that way. But He-Man's official first introduction is in the DC universe with DC Comics Presents 47. And that's a different character. That's a different character than the He-Man who was in the comics before and who we see on TV. The, the, in the mini comic, He-Man's just a barbarian. He's just this barbarian, he's big and he's fighting Skeletor. Then we get to the point where we see him in DC Comics Presents and he has the dual identity with uh, Prince Adam. But, you know, the power sword were two, was uh, one sword split into two and both guys had one part of it. Battle Cat was able to run at the speed of light. You know, it was just wild when I read this. I was like, okay, this is great. So when the cartoon came out, I'm like, see more of this. Gonna make another shift over here because obviously you can't have a battle cat running at the speed of light. You know, it's just not going to work for the cartoon. And on record, I never really liked He-Man the cartoon that much, even though I watched it just about every day because it was on. And it, you know, me, my rule was if it's a cartoon, it's a cartoon. You know, it's just got to be great. You know, better than watching any of this adult nonsense. I'd rather watch this stuff. But you watch it, you know, and it seemed like it went on forever. And it, they say it was only on for three years. I was like, really? That's, that's amazing. Even in well, reruns, I would, like, huh? I would say the cartoon three years means like ten years. It felt yeah. like Spider Man and Amazing Friends was on for like like twelve to twenty years. Yeah, people were like, "What? You were watching that? You were watching that as a kid? Oh, how old are you? Seventy? Like, no reruns, you moron. <laughs> you, that's a whole bunch of the filmation stuff too, because it was in reruns forever. Anyway, so you would come, so you come over, and now. I can understand what Kevin Smith might be saying. Well, you know, I wasn't a fan of He-Man, but so on and so forth. But Kevin Smith is, was on record some years ago stating that he was not a fan of He-Man. You know, he says this. He says in the tweet that, hey, I was not a fan of He-Man, but there's some great art over here. And okay, I can understand that. I'm somebody who watched the cartoon just about every day because it was on. And I didn't really care for it that much. Okay, However, there was another cartoon series for He-Man that came out sometime after that. And it's really forgotten, but this was almost like He-Man in space. And I think the less said about that series, the better. You know, a lot of guys, it, it was totally divergent from what happened. Uh, the Sorceress wasn't there anymore. Tila wasn't there anymore. And He-Man was pretty much, let me say it was, he would have been all but forgotten the way that the original G.I. Joe uh, toys were forgotten. But, you know, there was such a strong fan base and that He-Man came out in the golden age of animation that they decided, hey, let's do a, you know, let's do a new series and we're gonna produce new toys. And that was around 2002. So there was a totally new series that came out and it went out for two, you know, it was on for two seasons. Okay, it was well done. Story writing was very, uh, it was good. The first season was okay. Second season was better is how these shows tend to go. And so now I'm looking at this uh, new series, He-Man Revelation. And they're talking about, oh, they're going to reveal this. But a lot of stuff was already revealed in that series that came in 2002. And I was scratching my head as to, well, why, you know, why is everybody so ape for this trailer? Only to realize that, oh, most guys probably never saw this series. It was on Cartoon Network on the, the Toonami. You had to have cable at that time. It wasn't like YouTube. You could go watch, you know, re, you, know you could watch parts of the series on YouTube. You couldn't. Uh, so there was no subscribe to it. It was either you had cable or you didn't see it. 
And I'm thinking that even now, a lot of guys probably don't know about it because it's not on Hulu. It's not on HBO, HBO Max or Netflix. If you want to find the series, you actually have to go looking for it. And probably the only place you can watch it for free is on YouTube. And you, you'd have to look for it because I had to look for it to find it myself. So a lot of guys skipped over that. Great. So we got to this new series coming out. And I remember when we saw Kevin Smith, you know, selling it hard, like really selling it hard. And he comes out and he says, well, you know, you know, I've always loved He-Man, so on and so forth. And then that's where he gets into a bit of controversy because he's on record stating that, hey, I didn't like He-Man. Now he likes He-Man. I agree with you. Kevin Smith was probably the cartoon, or rather the comic book reader who liked the Alan Moore stuff that uh, disassembled and analyzed superheroes because he probably didn't believe them too much either. You know, there were guys who were, you know, again, they read comics, but they didn't necessarily like, them. you know, they saw superheroes, they didn't necessarily like them. And then you see something like uh, Miracle Man, and you're like, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. They're supposed to take over the world. They got all this power. They must be like the villains. Who would like the villains to be in charge? But the villains were a little bit kinder. And again, that for me is not the big problem. The big, bigger problem, however, is that like with all of these series, there's a toy line attached to the cartoon. So the toys came out and there's a synopsis of the series on the, you know, with the toys that came out. And according to the toys, it's stating that Tila is going to be the focus of the show. That at some point, He-Man loses the, loses the power. Skeletor gets the power. And that's not so much written, but they put two and two together when they saw a toy of Skeletor and he's got, he's got the power sword and he looks like He-Man. So you're like, okay, at some point He-Man's going to lose his power. And they're saying it's up to Tila to, you know, make things right and bring things back the way they are. Now, on one hand, I got some lads who, you know, oh, you know, whatever, so on and so forth. And then Kevin Smith comes out and he, you know, says, no, 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 that's not true. That's not what the series is supposed to be. But Kevin Smith, if I'm correct, is executive producing this thing. So how can you have something that gets released? How do you get something that's released that says that? And you're the guy in charge and you're saying, no, that's not what's going to happen. What got released was very specific as to the storyline of the show. And you're saying that that's not the case. So you've already got two right there. You got, well, hey, I love He-Man. No, you didn't. You, you said right here you didn't. Okay. Hey, this is what the show is about. No, 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 no. That's not what the show is about. It's not that. Like, okay. And then for me, like the third thing, and I'm not doing this in strikes. But if this was strike, this would be strike three. You, you get a picture of Tila with, you know, with, with, with all of her friends. Uh, Evil Lynn is there, Orko looking like some sort of savage. And I was just looking at the arms, you know, or, you know, all of them. Like Evil Lynn has biceps that look like they're about 18, 20 inches. And I'm like, Evil Lynn is a sorceress. Why does she need to be that buff at the end of the day? And then you look at the haircut they gave Tila, and you're like, oh, man, they're really going to do it. I said, they're really going to do it. They're going to go that route with this. And I know most, like some guys will just shrug their shoulders. They were never big He-Man fans to begin with. And me, I'm more of a stronger He-Man fan when it comes to reading uh, from the, the comics, that sort of stuff. However, the, that second series that came out for He-Man in 2002, I think one of the reasons they didn't go as far as it could have was because a lot of the fans for He-Man, they knew about the boys, but I don't think they ever connected it to the comic. I'm rather to the cartoon at all. I don't think there was a lot of viewership from those traditional fans, even though that was a it was a pretty good series at the end, all things considered. This one went viral because it connected with those longtime He-Man fans. Okay, that means if you were a kid of eight, you know, or nine or ten or what have you, these guys who went eight for this thing have been fans for He-Man since 1983, 84, 85. 
That's the reason why it went viral. It didn't go viral because eight-year-olds or nine-year-olds are watching this and saying, oh, wow, it looks cool. I'm not saying that you don't have kids looking at it and saying they're not uh, interested, but it's primarily those long-time fans, those guys who have and those guys who have a He-Man collection, they collect, they've collected the comics and they have stayed interested in this character all of that time or uh, were interested when they were kids and came back to it to revisit it and have fond memories of it at the end of the day. This is primarily who you're selling this to. And this is a big deal if you're gonna do some bait and switch. If you're gonna be doing some bait and switch at the day, because that's your core audience. It's one thing if your core audience is a whole new generation and you can sell them a new story, but you're gonna to try to sell a new story to guys based on the premise of the trailer that pretty much shows a ton of cool scenes with He-Man. And that might be every scene with He-Man that you see right there in the, what is the, the two minutes of the trailer. So, you know, I think it's gonna be interesting to look at what happens coming down, what happens coming down the pike regarding this series. And who knows, the revelation that we may actually get for the series, you know, is that it's a bunch of bait and switch. Well, I would only add that the the problem with turning He-Man into like, because I mean, I think we said before, like the first thing of um, of She-Ra is um, He-Man kind of being sapped of his power, and then She-Ra and the team helping out and freeing him, and the two of them together get on a horse because that's all the filmation characters always got to do that, and they figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> at least in He-Man, everybody gets on a horse together, like they're um, the NBA players on the banana boat. And um, they sort of figure this out. The problem with what they're doing is that when the, like the, I think they're trying to, what Kevin Smith is trying to do is a Transformers thing, but they can't do a Transformers thing because the Transformers movie, the shock of it, of, 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 of what's the name of losing Optimus Prime. And that's the thing that kind of went viral as far as viral goes for the Transformers at the time that Optimus Prime was going to die. And we're like, no, this can't happen. We know there's times where, um, what's the name, um, Megatron almost killed him, but most of the time he kind of cheats. So this time, is he going to actually win? And this time it feels like if, if, if Skeletor has the sword and his chest plate, it's like he take he's taking everything from him. Where is the is this going to be a total beat down of He Man? But they're selling it on He Man, even though it's the Masters of the Universe. The same way the Transformers isn't about Optimus Prime; it's called the Transformers, and they have. Hmm? It's a little different because Masters of the Universe, I think, is like a working title, so they can trademark this thing. But the show's always been about mm -hmm. He Man, and then okay, he'll meet a master here and there. Uh, I I do agree what you said. I mean. The whole thing with Transformers and let's, you know, let's go the full route with it. We'll make, where, you know, they have that final battle and, you know, Prime buys it. My, I took my younger brother to see that show. He still won't forgive me to this day for taking him to go see. You took me to go see Optimus Prime die. What kind of brother are you? Where did you go? Dude, I had a friend of mine who I think he moved, he moved from Brooklyn before I did. And, you know, he was kind of saying his goodbyes. And I knew he saw the Transformers movie. And it felt like every time he came by, I'd ask him to retell me what happened. And then when I finally rented it, and I was, it, it, it had, it, there was no, there was no loss. It's like back in the days where you could tell someone a movie, 
and then you still watch it. And if it was good, it was it would be even better. So yeah. like seeing Prime with the Dinobots and you watching it, knowing what's gonna happen, and say, oh yeah, he's not. Even though he killed my guy Ironhide, I really liked Ironhide. Um, it was cool that he's with the Dinobots. It's like, yeah, he's gonna he got to kick some behind. So he got the Dinobots with him, and then when he comes, he's just in the air. He got rockets on on his, on his belt, and he just. Picking he, wipes, bow, he wipes out bow, everybody. Bow, bow, bow. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like yes. And then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Okay, he got injured. And then, of course, Hot Rod thinks he can help. And he gives, uh, what's the name? But, but that's the thing that we're kind of looking for because he's our hero. Now, the thing about the way the Transformers movie, I mean, it feels like the kids didn't buy into Hot Rod. I did, and I guess no. on the stage. Hmm? No, no, that's exactly that. Hot Rod, it was even on the cartoon. It was like the other characters didn't buy into Hot Rod yeah. being Optimus Prime. We used to say, like, Grimlock would come along, and Optimus Prime would say, Grimlock, I need you to go do this. He's like, uh, me, Grimlock, don't like you, Optimus Prime, but you leader, so me do it. Hot Rod was like, Grimlock, go do this. Go to hell, Hot Rod. Me, Grimlock. No, it was just like they didn't have it there. And then you showed Optimus Prime, which is pretty much at his, literally at his prime form in the movie, and then you killed him off. And here's the funny thing, because I'm watching the cartoons, and I'm just like trying to vibe with it as much as possible. Like, okay, okay. And there was this letter writing campaign from kids, like, when are you bringing him, when are you bringing him back? Yeah. And I'm like, who, where were these kids writing to? I didn't know. I would have written a letter <laughs> myself. But eventually they had to bring Optimus Prime back, because he was too crucial to the foundation of, of Transformers. He couldn't be and we've seen this and we've seen this before with characters like Sherlock Holmes. You try to get rid of him. You know, they, it, it's just he's just too much of a fundamental character. You have to bring him back at the end of the day with um, it, it, to, to, it would be very similar with He-Man as to be quite honest, the whole Masters of the Universe franchise rests on He-Man's shoulders. There is nobody else who can really take over. OK, and he's a He-Man is a very basic archetypical hero. He's the strong man. He's incredibly strong. He's always going to have. I mean, if you look at some, most of the series, he would pretty much spend a lot of time lifting up giant boulders and throwing them, you know, taking a sword and cutting everything in half. But one that was, there was one episode that actually interested me. He had to throw like an anchor into space. And he was wondering, he was like, I wonder if I'm going to be able to throw it into space, you know, Battle Cat. He swung around, they're playing the music while he's doing it. Hey, man, they're getting, they're getting some building <laughs> for him. I was like, well, let's see if he can do it. I'm like, I'm sure he's going to be able to do it at the end of the day. But those were the things that sucked you into the comic. Then, of course, you know, he was sort of sort of like best friends with Man-at-Arms and Hela was the, you know, the potential love interest and the, the mystery of her being the sorceress's daughter and who was the father, which they answered in that 2002 series. But those are all the things these guys are coming back for. Nobody's coming back for the bait and switch. You know, nobody's coming back to see He-Man get his, you know, to get his uh, behind whipped by Skeletor and say, well, this was the battle that never happens. Like, well, we, because He-Man <laughs> has always shown himself to be more than capable of taking on Skele of taking on Skeletor at the end of the day. So, you know, I, to be honest, it, 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 the sec that second series in 2002, I thought did a good job of making the villains more credible. Because a lot of times in the earth, the filmation cartoons with the guy would lose, and the next thing you know, he's running through a portal. Next time, He-Man, he's like, oh. it was like, you know, He-Man, you don't got like some some rope, grab him by the ankle or something, you know, that oh. sort of thing. So they really did a good job of making the villains a lot more credible at the end of the day. But again, I, I just find that 
it's it's just a shaky proposition to go and have a bait and switch with your core audience and your core audience is expecting to see it is expecting to see what you're showing them so you know i mean i could definitely be wrong we get there and it's a really strong uh, series about he-man but you got some stuff you know you already got some stuff out here in the ether that says no that's not what the case is going to be well um, I'm just gonna. I guess my last point on this would be, it's uh, the you know the thing is that it is, and it's the same you know similar to the other one is that to have to do as much as they did with um, with He-Man and do all this marketing and that sort of thing. That's the difference with the the Transformers. They didn't. They had Prime in there and they had the thing that he might die. They gave you that tidbit in there that there was gonna be some action. But they gave you all the other characters, making you feel like the Transformers, the whole thing. This thing is He-Man, He-Man, He-Man. Yes. So if you want to do Tila, you can do Tila as a show that has Tila running around and say, this is that. And He-Man comes, shows up, or you take him, you catch him, he'd been captured. They like took half the universe to capture He-Man and you're on a secret mission to save him. And then the two of them go together. And then next thing you know, at the end, he's like, Tila, you did good. And then he's like, I'm going to keep going on adventures with my new friends and evil. Even though you can't go with evil Lynn. Like, <laughs> but that's the Kevin Smith part. It's like, can we have evil Lynn going there with us? Like, why? Wouldn't she be happy that that was the name? And that's the, that would be the horror of the show going too heavy with it. Whereas obviously they can't, you know, like with a robot, you can bring back Prime. If they go full on Kevin Smith, it'll be like basically Skeletor, like stomping. Like Skeletor was not as, as muscular as he was. He was not a formidable villain. He was almost in the realm of a star scream with the voice. Yeah. So he's not someone that you look at to be like the, hey, I want to go with Chan. He's a total cheater. And that's not saying anything bad. Like, let's stick with the same character instead of saying, you know what? We're making him into like one of those villains in Wildstorm. Like that has a course between Ghost Rider and um, I don't know, Dark Side. Let's kind of go for that. And it's like, I'm not buying into uh, Skeletor being that guy, you know, so. It's not, and it's not who the character's ever been. It's just not who the character's ever been shown to be. Those, again, you got a really hard sell. You got a really hard sell for a show. You got great reaction out of the trailer. You know, I'm definitely going to watch this. I'm definitely going to watch the show because for me, I really need to see. I really need to see if this is, I don't know. I've not been here before where, you know, you look at something you're like, okay, I'm being told one thing. I'm being shown another. And then I'm being told the third thing. So let's see how the whole thing plays out. All right. So Kevin Smith, you lied to us. That's the, the end result of the show is that you lied to us and you didn't have to. You can say, you know what? somebody thought it would sell better and i've been selling myself to marvel and all these other people doing reviews so and I'm, <laughs> i don't want to i'm gonna go even worse but i mean it's i get it i get it it couldn't be something where he just said you know it's not you know i'm coming into it and i was a casual fan but as we've been getting back into it it's really kind of re you know introduced me back to these characters I remember parts of like hey this was something i watched I watched a lot of He-Man. I know a lot of this stuff. And it's like, you know what? I was a cat, you know, it, I was proud, you know, nothing you can't say because you're promoting it, I get it. 
I get that stuff, but it's, you know, it's like you're going on the internet. You can't be trying to be, because this comment about He-Man is saying, I'm better than He-Man. I was too old. I thought this was garbage. That's why he's, hey, but look at this cool stuff. That's what this, this tweet is about. There's no way to get back back away from that when you're promoting a movie. So it's like ultimately saying, hey, I'm involved in this. You know, I've seen some of the shows and I know it's out there, but, but everyone, you know, He's going on the George Bush side. Lie, lie, lie. Don't don't go back. The only the only the original the the Herbert Walker. He's not the he's, he's, the Herbert the Poppy George Poppy Bush. He's the one who backtracked and like don't be like I can't. No one wants to backtrack anymore. Sometimes you got to backtrack and it's and people understand. He's like, see, he changed his mind. Wow, he look what's the name said this and now he changed his mind. He can, people can evolve. The internet loves that. You know, the internet loves that, so he could have gotten away with it. So my saying is, just own up to it, man. Just own up to it. You were just like me. You know, you were worse than me because you were like, hey, this is trash. <laughs> I admitted playing with the action figures, and I was too old to. So, Any last words from you, Cal? I'm off a die with the lie. <laughs> but in this case, it just doesn't make any sense. Yes. All right. Spin a rack. Out. Latest.